Hello and welcome to the Pro Football Network Miami Dolphins podcast. I'm your host, Matt Infante, joined as always by Adam H. Beasley. And Adam, it is Thanksgiving week. Before, it's also Jets week. We'll, we'll get into that after. But how does the Beasley household spend the holiday? Okay, so oftentimes it's a work day because we work in the National Football League, so uh, monitoring what's going on. But beyond that, we're a very much oh, – I've had full-throated protests of this, by the way. So much to my dismay, we are a late holiday dinner family. Like, mm. I'm, t- I'm saying sitting down at like 7 p.m. for dinner. Oh, and don't that, love that. It, that's late. That's late. Yeah, don't love that at all. So uh, it's been an ongoing battle. I married into it. Um, now my dad lives down here in South Florida. He comes to my in-laws as well for Thanksgiving dinner. He scratches his head. He's like, I'm usually on my fourth meal by now. So, uh, but no, it's the normal. There's no like turkey bowl. I don't do a turkey trot. Uh, no. I do watch the parade every year. I, I make it a point. It's one of my you know, fond memories growing up is always seeing Santa come down. Was that Fifth Avenue? Is that whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch the parade, uh, I'll watch some good football and, uh, I'll get ready for Dolphins jets on Friday. All right. And, and will you spend black Friday? If, if the jets and dolphins weren't playing, would you be shopping? W- were you one of those people? Ooh, you know, I don't go to like the malls. What I did, uh, I have done a couple of times in the past is, uh, when Walmart didn't care about its employees and opened up on Thanksgiving night, I would go oh, yeah. to that after that. dinner couple of glasses of wine would uh, we'll make our way over and uh, make some bad financial decisions at uh, Black Friday sales. But no, I, I do not brave them all. I'll probably go to Sawgrass down here on uh, Saturday, but Friday is a fool's errand. Right. Well, you know, you mentioned you mentioned sales and deals. Did you know that PFN has a merchandise store now, Adam? Tell me more. I will. You know, you can visit pfnmerch.com. We have exclusive shirts, sweaters, hats, and all those kinds of things for, you know, all the football fans in your life. We do have Dolphins shirts. We do have Dolph- Dolphins-themed shirts. Um, there may or may not be one that is Tua-related. There may or may not be one that is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as well. Um, and we do have Black Friday deals. So pfnmerch.com. You can go get all the – get PFN merch. You can get – team uh team not uh, team specific merch but uh I, I you know team team merch that is not officially team merch Go ahead you guys will be shocked to learn that's probably matt and fonte's first ever live read thank you adam thank you <laughs> hey look not all of us can go to broadcast schools like syracuse and learn the art oh, of uh, shilling yeah, syracuse they almost lost to colgate um that's true. That is we, true. <laughs> but all kidding aside, check out the website. Good stuff on there. And, uh, you know, pick something up for your Dolphins fan, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, child, whatever. And if you have a Swifty in your life, there may or may not be, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey merch in there as well. So definitely be sure to check it out. Excellent. Excellent. Well, good job, Matt, that uh, you got through Thank the you. obligations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So we talked about Black Friday and, and the Jets game. Before we get to that, uh, let's talk about what we saw on Sunday, which was the Dolphins being seven and three now, you know, after defeating the Raiders 2013 in a game that some fans seem to be treating like a loss. It's weird to me, but I guess because they didn't cover, they didn't blow out this, what everyone expected to be a bad Raiders team, that it, it almost feels like a hollow win to some fans. 
I mean, I would push back on that. But but Adam, what do you think about that? Look, I mean, uh, you don't particularly this franchise shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth with any win. I mean, there you turn the ball over three times and it was effectively four times because they they coughed it up on turn on downs inside the ten, which took points off the board. So you have effectively four turnovers and you miss a field goal. 99 times out of 100 in the last 20 years, that's a loss for the Miami Dolphins. Okay? That's a game that they lose because they they can't afford to make those kind of mistakes. Now, they're so much more talented than they were in the past that they can overcome them against bad teams. So probably what a lot of people feel like is, okay, we learned nothing new about this team. In fact, they probably reinforced some things that we already you know believed, that they're good enough to beat mediocre to bad teams but they make way too many mistakes to beat the elite teams. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying that's it's certainly fed, fed into that narrative. Um, and, you know, we'll, we're going to talk about this uh, a fair amount. The clear aggression of the, the offense over the last month has people concerned as well. Um, I would have a counterpoint. A, who in the AFC is playing great offense right now? Not many. I mean, Baltimore is pretty efficient, but they're still largely a running team and they just lost Mark Andrews potentially for the season. Um, the Bills, when they don't like the, the Bills are the, the Dolphins on steroids, like they do even more knuckleheady stuff than, than Miami does to lose games. At least the Dolphins don't haven't lost to bad teams because of their knucklehead behavior. Uh, Bengals, obviously, Dunzo. Chiefs, we saw last night, we're taping this Monday. We saw Monday Night Football that that offense is big, 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 big trouble. I mean, Big trouble. I know the Eagles have a solid defense, but they're not great. They're not a great defense this year. Um, so the Chiefs have got some issues. Chargers can put up some points, but they're not going to play the playoffs, right? <laughs> and then you look you look at like the Texans, rookie quarterback, the Jaguars, still some questions. They're not going to be clicking. Colts might be in the playoff mix. The AFC North is a bunch of just defensive teams now, particularly with Burrow hurt. Uh, so they might be able to advance some in the playoffs. Uh, because of the deficiencies of other teams and their off- offenses and how well the Dolphins defense is playing. But I think the broader point is the thing is the thing, right? Your goal this year is to win a championship. And I know that you re- recalibrated expectations and you thought a trip to the AFC championship game would be enough. I'm going to push back on that a bit. I, I, I think that the way the table is set for them this year, as bad as their division is, as bad as the conference is, they should be absolutely thinking going to Vegas. Uh, for the Super Bowl. Now, what happens there, I don't like their chances against the best NFC teams, but I think the AFC is ripe for the taken. And and the Dolphins cannot play like they did offensively, not only just this past week, but the last four weeks to make to really make a run. Yeah, you made the point to me before the show about, I mean, the Raiders are probably the only good defense that this offense has, has performed well against, right? Um, and now people laugh about that. The Raiders... I mean, I know you had some of the advanced metrics, even some of the basic metrics. They entered 18th in total defense, but 8th in pass yards allowed per game, under 200. It was 198. 9th in yards per attempt allowed heading into Sunday, 6.19. They're not a bad pass defense at all. And then Tua went and threw for over 300 yards. was the first quarterback to do that against the Raiders this year. Um, I I know you have some of the advanced metrics uh, that kind of show the Raiders as being uh, uh, certainly a top half of the, the league defense. Yeah, I mean, I just went DPA per play. They're 13th at minus .031. That's their only win, um, Matt and Fonte, of a team ranked in the top 20, top 23 
Uh, no, they beat the Giants, who are 23rd. So top 22. So basically, if you're not in the bottom third of the league uh, in, in in defense, uh, the Dolphins haven't beaten you except for the Raiders this past week. And they won that game largely because of a rookie quarterback was starting for the, the Raiders and Jalen Ramsey was absolutely otherworldly. I mean, he has been fantastic for this team. Um, again, you, you, you look at the, the bright side. This is a game the Dolphins probably would have lost last year. Maybe certainly would have lost during the Flores era. You turn the ball over three times and lose it on downs and miss a field goal. You're going to lose that game. Uh, so it's, it's a step in the right direction, but I do think that there is something to the fact that they have not proven it against teams, not just teams, but defenses uh, that are really good. And they're going to get a test this week. The Jets are seventh in EPA per play. Uh, now their quarterback situations is even worse than the Raiders is. They're starting Tim Boyle this week. So it's not like like they can score 14 points and win on Friday simply because the Jets are so God awful. Um, but I do think that you have to be concerned uh, about whether or not when you get into the postseason, when you get to the last three games, of the schedule, we're going to need to play well. Um, do they have what it takes on offense, which is crazy for us to say, because that has been completely the opposite narrative up until the last month. So, so let me ask you something um, before we get into the kind of the offensive performance in the last four games, just this game specifically, let's say Mike McDaniel doesn't overthink himself on fourth and goal. And it comes up with a better play than what they ran. Um, and, and they seem to have some bad fourth down decisions um, quite, quite often on play calling. Maybe he's overthinking it. But let's say that they convert that that possession into a touchdown. And Sanders makes the field goal, the, the 51-yarder that he missed. And now it's not 20-13. It was 30-13. to 13. Does that change things? Because we're, we're just a couple plays away from them putting up 30 against a top 15 defense. And does the narrative... Not the narrative change, but do people feel a little differently now as opposed to being a bit nervous about the offense? That's certainly the glass half full uh, Mike McDaniel spin. Um, and I think there's something to it for sure. I would also say this, Matt, you kind of are who you are at this point. And we're 10 weeks into the season. And if you're a team that can move up and down the field, uh, which the Dolphins did against the Raiders, but you know, make boneheaded mistakes that keep you from scoring points. And this isn't a one-off here. This is something that we've seen pretty consistently, certainly this year. And even going back to last year, last year wasn't so much the turnovers as it was the penalties. Uh, but at some point, self-inflicted wounds are your identity. And that has to be concerning for the Dolphins. And it's not just like, oh, one guy keeps, you know, jumping off sides, let's bench him. One guy keeps committing pass interference, let's bench him. One guy keeps throwing interceptions. Well, you're not benching Tua, even though he has thrown a fair amount of picks this year uh, compared to the rest of the league. Uh, there's no easy fix. And so either they get it figured out over the next seven weeks, which is possible. I mean, certainly the teams are going get, to get harder. Uh, the Jets defense, they have to see them twice in four weeks. Really, really good. The Titans are a mess for sure. Uh, who do they have next week? Commanders. The Commanders. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they just traded away their two best off defensive players. and They don't have much, you know, beyond that. Um, then you get to, you know, those last three games that we've been talking about for, feels like for two months now. The 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 Cowboys, the the um, 
Who they got the Bills in the finale, and who are the other team? Oh, the Ravens. Ravens yeah, yeah, the Ravens. In Baltimore, New Year's Eve. Right. Possibly so, a flex game too at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to ringing in the New Year at M&T Bank Stadium. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Is this something that you feel like can be cleaned up? Or is this kind of who the identity of the team is at this point? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you are what you are at some point, like you said. Um, there, there's a very weird um, stat, interesting stat. The, the the Dolphins are first in red zone touchdown percentage, but they're 15th in goal-to-go touchdown percentage. So what do you read into that? I mean, on one hand, you know, glass half full, they're, they're getting it done, and maybe just some better play calling and some better execution can, can solve – those goal to go issues. The other hand is, well, they've had all year to do this and why have they not gotten it corrected yet? Um, I do wonder how much the loss of, you know, their, their two starting guards will Im- impact their ability to punch it in inside the five and things of that nature. Um, and just a running game in general. So getting Robert Hunt back will hopefully help with that a little bit. Um, but it's weird that when they get too close to the end zone, they seem to struggle more than half the league in, in actually punching it in. Well, and again, that's it feeds into the narrative that's out there that they struggle physicality, right? That they're 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 a fun track meet team, but if, you know if you need a tough yard, certainly you're not going to do the tush push. We talked about this in the past. I mean, they're you do not want your concussion prone quarterback going headfirst into the dog pile. Obviously, um, it's fascinating to me that I mean they've got a big lanky quarterback who you don't have a big injury concern about, that's your backup. I mean, why not try quarterback sneaks with Mike White? Oh, you know, it'd be fascinating to see that if you're clearly not going to do it with Tua, which we've seen, why not try someone else? I don't think it's going to hurt Tua's feelings coming off the, the, the field to, yeah. to, to do a nosedive into the pile. You know, I, I think- you had to thought about Skylar Thompson, actually. He, he He's a bigger, you know, quarterback. He, he, he's mobile. I wonder... You try him once or twice just to see. To, to, to do that, he would need to be on the game. He would need roster. to be right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He's usually so, third. Okay. So, Fair yeah. Point. So, like, unless you want him being your number two, um, you can't really do that. So, yeah. uh, I'm trying to pull this up, and I'm sorry I should have done better prep, but, you know, it's live radio or live podcasting to tape, whatever you want to call it. Um, trying to find McDaniel's answer on their third and fourth. Yeah. He knows that it's an issue. Like, uh, here's the quote. We do everything. Honestly, I already know before a, a call, a short yarders play that there's a heightened awareness of that situation. Basically saying, I know you guys think we can't do it, right? That's his way of saying that. I also keep very close reality in terms of we expected to have more gains in those scenarios. There's been some defensive presentations that have been problematic. I don't care about that. Like every team schemes up short yarders defense, right? Like there's only so many ways you can go about it. And the Dolphins have seen them all. Okay. Um, there's been some, there's been some execution and there's been some, when they don't work, another play could work. So like maybe don't throw a screen on fourth and one to Tyreek, uh, which got him hurt by the way, that, that play not only failed, it, it, it hurt his hand, uh, continuing, um, 
I think there were a couple of weeks where we had more of an execution that we'd like. For instance, there were, I think, the last New England game, there was a fourth and one in the tight red zone that we threw to Tyreek. I think the last play of the game was short, short yardage as well. So I take those into account also. But yeah, that is an ever that is ever present right now on our minds because it's hard to get the nine yards. I wish it was as simple as just get the one, but we'll continue to work the same way and hold ourselves accountable. I mean, that's basically at least, you know, admitting the problem is the first step to fixing it. So they understand that it's that it's real. Um, but, you know, they're they're not a physical team. And I know Mostert runs hard, but he's not a 240 pound back that's going to get you that that yard and he's by far their most physical back on their active roster. Maybe Chris Brooks makes a return. Uh, I don't know if you bring back a number four running back when you only have two spots left for IR to return. Um, that really limits your, your possibilities maybe. And I think, yeah, I, I think uh, McDaniel, I almost called him gay Scott, man. I'm old. Uh, I think McDaniel yesterday kind of, or yet kind of hinted at it when he talked to us that, um, you know, we'll have to see as the season goes on, how the numbers work. Maybe if they get to like week 15, week 16, and they still haven't used either of those two spots, like what's the harm at this point, just do it. Um, but yeah, they, they, there's no easy fix to this and having to your point, two backup guards in the game last week didn't help either. Yeah. Um, and it continues to trend now, you know, we've talked about the last four games um, dating back to the Eagles game that um, the offense just doesn't look the same, right? It's, it's not as effective. It's not the high flying, high scoring uh, record breaking team that we got to know and love uh, the first six weeks of the season. Uh, I mean, the stats tell you what your eyes have seen, right? They're 16th in yards per game, 13th in yards per play, which actually is better than I, I thought. Uh, the advanced metrics, right? The 26th in EPA per play since uh, week seven, 19th in success rate. I think it was what 29th in rush EPA, mm-hmm. it's brutal, and 20th That's brutal. in dropback, and yeah. and then you know I I feel like there's been more pressure on, on Tua as well, but the numbers don't show that, so it might just be a perception watching the games. But the pressure percentage, according to Pro Football Reference, was 14.6 uh, percent. It was 12.4 weeks one to six, so not that big of a difference. To me, uh, teams are. I mean, I wrote about this yesterday. We can we can get into the numbers. Teams are going to play a too high shell against this this offense simply because it's smart, right? You're not going. You do not want Jalen and Tyreek to be too deep. The way you do that is you have two deep safeties. And this isn't some record, you know, groundbreaking um, philosophy here. A lot of defensive coordinators have gone to those you know two high safeties and and had had a lot of success with it because what you do when you play too deep is you force a team to, to go 10 plays, 80 yards. And that's, I think it speaks to why the dolphins have been able to uh, put up a bunch of yards, but not a bunch of points because they're betting that the dolphins eventually will implode that eventually you, that you're asking for perfection over the course of 10 plays or some great third and 13 pickups, right. Which are also low percentage plays, but um, you're, 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 you're asking for near perfect, perfect play from the dolphins to sustain a drive like that, to go the whole way down. Particularly we just discussed their short yardage issues as well. Uh, they're fine. I think teams would be fine giving up eight play 73 yard drives that result in a field goal. Like I think they, against this team, they will be, they will take that any day of the week. And that's kind of a lot of what the Raiders did um, uh, in that game. And, and the dolphins, like they acknowledge there were issues in fourth and short and third and short and all that. 
uh, they acknowledge that they, they've kind of been in a rut when it comes to those two high looks. Um, uh, Jalen Waddle admitted that it's something they got to get better at. Mike McDaniel admitted yesterday it's something that they got to get better at. And they're, they're looking at the tape. We've looked at the numbers. And I got this from SIS, uh, uh, Matt, in the last four games. And it's, you know, that, that dates back to week seven when their swoon began, that Philadelphia loss. Um, they've had 40 attempts in single high against single high and 50 attempts against uh, two high. And those coverages are cover one, three, and six for single high, although they haven't seen a single snap of, of cover six in the last four weeks. And then the, the, the two high are cover two, two man, and, and cover four. Uh, in single high looks in those 40 attempts, uh, they've they've averaged 7.7 yards per attempt. That ranks 11th. Um, uh, uh, 5.2 adjusted yards per attempt. Uh, these are these are single high looks. I'm sorry. 7.7 yards per attempt um, and 53.3% of positive EPA on their 50 attempts, which is against too high, uh, just 6.5 yards per attempt. That's 1.2 yards fewer. That's a big big drop off. And and here's what's wild. Their success rate against too high uh, in the last four weeks, 38.9% positive EPA rate. That's 25th. So essentially, they're they're one of the seven or eight least efficient offenses against too high looks in all of football over the last month. Uh, you know what that says to me? They got to do a better job running the football. They absolutely have to do a better job running the football because I, you know, two of mistakes aside, and you can't just dismiss those because they're those this could be incredibly damaging plays and big games, but turnovers aside, he's been fine, right? He's been fine. He put up the, the big yards. You talked about a high completion percentage. His passer rating was fine this past game. Uh, he's, he's been just fine. Um, the issue is they, they, they just cannot run the football. They can't. And so you're asking to a, to third and seven plus a lot. And when, 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 when teams know that you have to throw, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot harder to do so. Um, so to me, that's the biggest concern is that they're not able to run the football against these light boxes. Um, you know, they obviously expected more out of HN who may or may not play. We'll get more information today when Mike McDaniel talks to us in a few hours. Uh, but getting three snaps out of the guy you've been talking about for a month coming back is bad. It's not great. Uh, Mostert had 22 carries in that game. I mean, that, I believe that was his highest in a regular season game ever. So you're starting to re- reach, you know, terminal velocity here with a lot of these things that you're doing to try to run the football. Um, I don't have an easy answer for it. Just block better and run harder, I guess. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, you know, running the ball. I also – I wanted to look at their average um, depth of target during this time too. Um, so in weeks one to six, it was, it was 7.7 yards per air yards per attempt. It was 7.4 in these last four games, even though there's so they're seeing more two man high and they're still I feel like they're not taking what's there for them. And they're still looking down the field more than maybe they should. Maybe there's stuff more available to them underneath in the flats. And I haven't watched film for all this, so I don't know. But the, the numbers to speak to the fact that. They're still trying to go down the field and maybe they need to do a better job of, of the short passing game and taking what's there and keep the sticks moving. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's really hard to do though. Like it's really, really hard. Like how many offenses, championship offenses can you think of over the last 20 years that grounded out that way? Um, certainly the, the year the Broncos won when Peyton Manning was a shell of himself, they won because of their defense. Um, 
and the only one that really comes to mind um, is is the Patriots. Like they, and you know how the Patriots are able to do it. They at the time were so incredibly well coached and well disciplined that they didn't make the mistakes that they would pick up every single third right. and three, third and four, uh, because they had Tom Brady as their quarterback and because they weren't not they were not accident prone. Um, if that's what the the defenses are going to give the Dolphins, they're going to have to start playing with that level of discipline for it to work. Right, and the Dolphins right now are seventeenth in third down conversion percentage. Um, they've also they have the ninth highest um, percentage of drives that end in a turnover. Right, and that that's the other point. Fourteen percent of their drives have ended in, in a turnover. Um, that's a high number. That's a that really is a really high number. And I'm looking at the teams that are above them, outside of the Bills and and the Chiefs are at sixteen percent. By the way, the rest are not good teams. So. Uh, it's not exactly the group you want to be in. And it speaks to, you know, why defenses think, well, we'll just limit the big play and eventually they will make that mistake. Um, but luckily, Adam, the <laughs> Dolphins defense has proven that they're probably championship caliber. Health permitting, right? Uh, now that the whole unit is healthy and out there, what we've seen um, and you can say since Ramsey came back, but even the last four games, so dating back to the Eagles game before Ramsey, they're fourth in yards uh, per game allowed. They're seventh in yards per play allowed. And I, I think um, what you see is a defense that can carry this team in the AFC playoffs if the offense can not implode and, and produce a little bit more than they're producing now. Yeah, I mean, certainly the the offense doesn't travel. The defense does. So if you're if you're a team that's, you know, if you're like the Dolphins, that probably is not going to get home field. I know they have a chance, but I mean, there are, how many teams have three losses? Five teams in the conference have three losses. That's it's it's going to be tough for them to do it, particularly because they've already lost the head to head to the Chiefs, um, and they don't play any of those AFC North teams except for Baltimore. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be tough. Uh, so they're going to need their defense to show up in Arrowhead, right? It's I mean that. That's basically Arrowhead or Baltimore are the two cities at this point. I mean, maybe Jacksonville, but I'm, there's no great home field advantage to Jacksonville. In fact, I would, I would wager a bet that there'd be 15,000 Dolphins fans in the, the stands for that game. It's a four and a half hour drive from where I yeah. am right now. So, um, but if you go to one of those cold weather cities and you have to win a grinded out game, you have encouragement now that this defense can do it because. I mean, look, that Jalen Ramsey has been better than advertised. And we talked, you know, we talked a few months ago, would he be the same player ever? He's the same player this season, right? He is back to playing at an elite level. Uh, do you know what the passer rating against him is this year, Matthew? Why don't you tell me, Adam? It's the Blutarski, 0.0, okay? It is goose egg. I mean, zero touchdown. We, I've got the stats. In fact, you've got the stats. You were nice enough to pull them all. For me, but Ramsey, um, in obviously an incredibly small sample size, five completions and 16 attempts, uh, 60 yards, so 3.8 yards per target. That's last last week. Tyreek had that many yards per snap. Like he had 146, I think, uh, receiving yards and 41 snaps. That that's what Ramsey's given up per target. Um, Passer rating against uh, you have it here is 4.2. I've seen it other other places at 0.0. Okay, you were quibbling at the details at that point. Uh, three picks, zero touchdowns. He has been fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And uh, I, I think it, we, we should talk about Xavier Howard as well. I mean, he has been 
better than last year by far, by leaps and bounds. Better oh, than last not year. even close. Not even close. Yep. Here are the numbers that, that Howard has had. He's been targeted 43 times, and he's given up about two-thirds of his passes for completions, but that's only for 253 yards. So you're talking sub six yards per attempt. That's elite stuff there, right? Like six five is about average in the league. Under under six is is fantastic. Um, eighty point nine passer rating against one one pick one uh, one touchdown allowed. So um, the two of them combined, Matthew, might be the best tandem in football. But let me ask you this: Will they be the best tandem in Week Twelve on the field at MetLife Stadium? It's funny you mention that. It's almost as if this was planned. Mm. Um, no, so obviously the, the, the Jets, their strong suit is their defense and their cornerbacks, right? Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Everyone loves Sauce. Everyone, I guess, except for me, because I'm not particularly fond of the Jets, but <laughs> I can totally respect this play. But he, um, th- this year, you know, I wanted to compare him to Howard and Ramsey and kind of the duo in general, right? which cornerback duo is going to be uh, the better one entering MetLife Stadium on Friday. And the numbers bear out that it's actually Howard and Ramsey who have performed better. So Sauce Gardner is allowing 65% of the passes completed, uh, about 10.9 yards per completion, 7.2 yards per target. He has a 95.6 rating against uh, and has allowed one touchdown. Although he would argue that he did not allow it. Um no less than an hour after the Jets got <laughs> trampled by the Bills, Gardner decided to take the Twitter. Um, the, the tweet's now deleted because, of course, it is. But it says, y'all must know defense if y'all think – no, y'all must not know defense if y'all think I'm just allowing an 81-yard touchdown on that play. Um, but, I mean, every metric site I see does credit him with the one allowing that 81-yard touchdown. So – Take it for what it's worth. Uh, DJ Reed on the other side has had, would argue, a better season than Sauce Gardner. He's allowing about two-thirds of the passes um, to be completed, but only 6.2 yards per target allowed. A rating against of 83.5 um, has not allowed a touchdown. So the Jet duo right now has a 90 rating against, and the Dolphins that are sitting there with 49.6 rating against. So, I don't know, Adam, you tell me. Which, which duo is the better one? Well, I mean, the metrics really bear it out. The uh, Howard and Rams, again, sample size and all that. And you take away, you can't obviously because it happened. You take away that one deep completion on sauce. The numbers are completely different, obviously, for him. And I think for the teams, regardless, reality is reality. And uh, the, the Dolphins completion percentage against is nine points better than the Jets. That's crazy. I mean, that is a huge, huge, you know, one out of every nine, one out of every 11 passes. Uh, gets completed on DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner that don't get completed on X and and, and Ramsey. That's for the course of a season. That's a significant number. Um, you know, their 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 yards per everything is is better by a yard and yards per completion by a yard and a quarter by yards per attempt. Uh, four picks for the Dolphins duo, zero for um, I mean, three of those four picks have been by Ramsey in the last. 21 days, but regardless, it's awesome. Um, Don't hold it against him that he, you know, he came back and it's he's better than he was. I think the way you look at it is this. Uh, DJ Reed and X have been basically a wash this year, but Ramsey and the small sample size, of course, has been better than Sauce. And I think that's where you give it the edge that Howard playing at another good, good, good level. I don't know if it'll be a Pro Bowl or this year, but 
at the very worst a B plus A minus le- level, and uh, you're you're bringing in maybe the best cornerback in football um, as your as your running mate. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give the nod to the Dolphins, and I think also simply because their pedigree, I would give it to them as well. Uh, I think those two combined have like ten Pro Bowl appearances, um, four or five first team All Pros. Um, Sauce was fantastic last year, defensive rookie of the year, All Pro. Uh, Pro Bowler, DJ Reed's had none of that. So, uh, you know, certainly their pedigree, their body of work, I would give the edge to the Miami Dolphins, which is bad news for the Jets because they have Tim Boyle starting and the Dolphins have Tua Tungabailoa starting. Yeah. So before we get to that, I have to ask you about the Jets and just so Sauce sends that tweet out less than an hour after the game. Obviously, it was deleted after. Um, there was also a fight in the tunnel. It looked like between the Jets and the Bills. Um, and there was a video where Robert Sala just kind of walked right past it as his players were yelling. Robert Sala, where is he? I mean, you know, it's funny, part of the Shanahan tree as well. So there's a lot of connection there between him and Mike McDaniel. Is, is he surviving this year? Do you think, do you think he's lost the team or, or at least lost control of the team? It's funny. You read between the lines and he kind of threw Joe Douglas under the bus this week. Uh, because they were talking about the process that led them to draft Zach Wilson in 2021 and essentially said it was Joe Douglas's decision, right? Uh, is is that's what is that what, what's happening already? Are they, I mean, they both those, I know, I certainly know Joe Douglas from 20 years ago when we were both at the Ravens. Um, I don't really know Robert Sala aside from, you know, what McDaniel tells us about him and what we see on television. Uh, but Neither of them seem like the real cutthroat, stabbing the back kind of dudes. Woody is a different cat, though, right? Like Woody Johnson as the owner, that's the X factor. Because uh, to me, I don't think you can blame any result on uh, your Hall of Fame quarterback getting hurt in the third play of the season, right? I, you're going to be bad regardless. Now, can you say what the hell are they doing with Zach Wilson as their backup? That's that's a legitimate question, um, and I think they had been relatively competitive before this past week. Like they fought hard, and they were just they lost because they didn't have a quarterback. Last yeah, uh, last week they got absolutely destroyed by a mediocre Bills team, top to bottom, start to finish. They got smoked in that game. Um, I think if you see more you know performances like that, yeah, Robert Sala could be in trouble. Uh, but if they you know if they finish seven and ten. And they're, you know, they fight hard and the team, you know, doesn't give up. I don't, you know, certainly also if <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers says, keep Robert Sala or I'm retiring, that could be a factor as well. So uh, it's wild though, because Nate Hackett, two back-to-back rough years for that dude, man. Absolutely. Oh, be careful years. what you say though, because Aaron Rodgers will come after you to defend Hackett. That would be great engagement for our podcast. So bring it, A Rod. Okay. <laughs> Smoke some ayahuasca, or you eat ayahuasca, right? Is that what you do? You eat ayahuasca. Uh, you're asking the wrong one. Yeah. Consume some psychedelics, and let's let's have a good time here on so, the PFN Miami Dolphins podcast. <laughs> that we gotta get that on the shirt. Um, do you think Aaron Rodgers makes it back this year, or do you think? Especially if the Dolphins knock off the Jets on Friday, now they, you know, they're, they're falling even more. Is he going to kind of toss in the towel and be like, "Nah"? Yeah, I'm I mean, good. they'll be four and seven if 
and I'm not going to say if when the Dolphins win on Friday. No, no, you say if they're they're going to beat that team. Come okay. on. So uh, I would be more nervous about facing. I, I am more nervous about facing Tim Boyle than I am Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's that bad, and you have a bunch of film on him, and it, it's fine. I have been, you know, and, and Dolphin fans have been burnt by these career backup types. Uh, I, I think back to Thad Lewis, right? On uh, 2013, he he started eight career games. He only won two games. Both of them was when he was quarterbacking the Bills against the Dolphins in the same wait, season. Wait, wait, wait. What year was this, sir? 2013. Was that a good Tennessee team in second year? Was that a good team in 2013? It wasn't a bad team that should have lost to Thad Lewis. Okay, this is a much better team than that. I understand that. Um, but, I know and, and it, it was it was a Joe Philbin team. And 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 also here's a fun little nugget. Uh, Tim Boyle, I know he went and played at you know Merchant Marines Academy after he you know, flamed out. I, was, I believe it was Eastern Kentucky or Western. It, it was one of those Kentucky teams, I believe. Yeah, it was a Eastern Kentucky Kentucky team. Uh, yeah. But dating back to 2013, his first year at UConn. Uh, not including those NAIA or whatever touchdowns he threw. He's thrown three touchdown passes in 11 seasons. Three. And all those three were at UConn. You're here in a flop sweat over a dude who should not even be in the league. I mean, if they lose to Tim Boyle, the acerbic column that will be coming on Pro Football Network will be legendary be absolutely legendary because you cannot cannot if they okay let's game this out how do they lose that team they lose that team by committing six turnovers yeah turnovers and, and they lose like 10 7 or something and, like and they give up a, a, a like a non-offensive touchdown right well the offense special team has not been great this year that that's a, that's a conversation for another day but um you know, I think Dolphin fans weren't pleased when Crossman returned in the offseason, um, and they're still not pleased because that unit has not performed well. No, and certainly your your kicker, not a lot of confidence in him from long distance and a crucial like God bless him, he he rebounded and made the fifty one yarder. But that miss from fifty, I think it was two thousand twenty one when Sanders signed his extension. Yep. Uh in the three years since he's been one of the higher paid kickers in, in the world. Um he has missed ten attempts of fifty plus. That's bad, dude. That is bad. When so, he went for being nearly – he was almost automatic before that. It's funny. Kickers remind me a lot of um, closers in baseball. Outside of the truly great ones, you just don't want to give them a big contract or a long contract because there's just so much year-to-year variance and, and things just change on a dime for seemingly no reason. You see that with closers outside of the Mariano Rivera's of the world, and you see that with kickers outside of, you know, guys like Justin, Justin Tucker. Tucker. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the only way they lose this game, dude. Like, they get a punt block for a touchdown or something. You know, that 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 is – and it's possible. Um, wouldn't say it's particularly likely, though. And I think a much liker outcome is they drum that team. They beat them like 30-3. to three. Like, they just completely embarrass them. Uh, because they that defense is going to give the Dolphins offense a ton of short fields. Like, you're, like they're going to be getting the ball – at the minus 40 and, and in, I would say probably on two thirds of their series because they're going to pin the, the, the jets deep. They're going to go three and out or they're going to turn the ball over and they're going to get the ball back in midfield. That's, I think that's largely how this game plays out. I'm not saying that the offense is going to 
light this team up. I don't, you know, it's that defense is excellent. And the Dolphins offense we've talked about at length is not excellent right now. Uh, but collectively the Dolphins are so much better than the Jets that it would take all the trip to fan in the world for the Dolphins to sleep through that game. You like that reference there, don't you? That is that really good. good. That was timely. Um, we have that our headline, timely. by the way. We have our headline. Adam Beasley says Dolphins beat Jets by 30. That, that's that's uh, 27, 30 to 3. Okay, they're oh, oh, you're giving the Jets three. Okay. Yeah. Um, so why don't we wrap up with is that your is that your prediction? I know you don't like doing predictions because you say the game's so far away, but it is two days earlier than this. Yeah, yeah. No, I've done a lot more thinking about this game than I usually do on a Tuesday. Um yeah, I mean, what do the Jets do well? I mean, their their secondary is good. They're they're not great against the run, Matt. They're not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so- they can run the ball. Let me be afraid. Brees Hall is good. If the offensive line can perform, they can run the ball. That seems to have stalled recently, but um, you know, they they, they will they have the potential to to break one or two. Okay. And uh, Hall is that good? I like my chances with Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer and you know David Long, who's been fabulous. Uh, I, I I like my chances. Vic Fangio, who's going to know that. Okay, here's a question. This is a fun one. Do do we see the most blitzes of the Vic Fangio era on Friday? Oh. Because you have a bad and experienced quarterback. You have two corners that are playing out of their gores. Does is this is this the game that he gambles, or does he think we don't even need to gamble? Right. We're like this. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you have Ramsey wipe out Garrett Wilson, right? It, it, Although he doesn't really like to flip the cornerback side, so you may have Howard on Will, on on Garrett Wilson, but yeah, I mean, my counterpoint to that would be: Do they need to? Yeah, because that offensive line's bad enough that Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips might get there without, you know, any extra help. Yep, it's going to be ugly, dude. I mean, it's going to be like this. This is the less stress, least stress I've ever had for a Jets game ever covering this team. There's, it's going to be. This might be the game that we're like, ah, oh, okay, maybe they are contenders again. Ah, maybe, you know, and if they don't look like that, sound every alarm you got, because this is probably at best a division round uh, participant in the playoffs and then their season's over. Okay. So, so there's something on the line today. It seems like they have more to lose and gain here, but, um, but, but that's no, what happens when good teams yeah. play bad teams. And that's what this yeah, is. Yeah. I think they have a lot to gain though. I think, they they need to feel better about themselves on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, if they have uh, you know pr- production and you know they're not going to light up the Jets because the defense is solid, but you do enough to score twenty eight thirty one points something like that, um, you feel a lot better than you did over the last month. And you get like a little mini break too, right? Because now this is almost like a Thursday game on Friday, mm-hmm. so you have a little weekend break before preparing for the Commanders. Oh. Man, these podcasts are going to get lean for the next three weeks. Well, hopefully by the time the Dolphins get to uh, FedEx Field, there's hot water at least, right? I don't know if you you saw that over the weekend, but they had to take cold showers after the game because the hot water broke. Nice parting gift from Daniel Snyder. Amazing. All right. Well, that is all. Um, Hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoys this Black Friday game. First in, in history, so... I'm sure Amazon's disappointed in, in kind of, you know, how this has unfolded, but it'll still do great numbers for them, I'm sure. Um, like I said before, pfnmerch.com, the store is open. Get all of your holiday 
shopping done for for your football fan friends and family. Um, there are Black Friday deals now ongoing there, so you can go there and see what those are. Those will be going all week. Uh, be sure to check out profootballnetwork.com slash Miami hyphen dolphins for all of Adam's coverage, particularly if they lose and you get that scathing column that's going to come from that Adam promised on, on Friday or Saturday. Um, oh, and yeah. It'll and be, certainly uh... if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, be sure to do so. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe there and like it. And we, we will see you back here next time on the Pro Football Network Miami Dolphins podcast. Yeah.